What an incredible God we serve. And here we are together again. Thank you for bearing with me. And what a wonderful opportunity to be behind the microphone once again. Yours truly, Vernon Rousseau, and uh, taking you through to uh, 9 o'clock this morning for the first hour of this program. We call it Daybreak. I'd like to invite you to come search the scriptures with us. Remember, as I always say, it's good to listen to Radio Pulpit, your favorite uh, broadcaster, your favorite announcer here on Radio Pulpit, or whoever it is that you like to listen to. But to search the scriptures yourself to see if these things are so. Last week, by the grace of the Lord, I had the uh, opportunity of taking a couple of days, just a breather, so to speak, and Left Pretoria and went to a place where I thought I would spend in, in quiet, but God willed it in such a way that I've met quite a number of people and I was absolutely astounded, absolutely astounded by the amount of people, um, on seeing Afrikaans af flerk mese, broken people who are not sure what the word of God say about a lot of things. To the extent that one young man said to me, Well, I have my God, I do not need a Bible. To the extent where I've met somebody else who had a cross and God's word tattooed on his chest and yet cusses like a sailor. And when you speak to these people, you realize that there's so much brokenness, so much hurt that people are not sure what to believe in anymore, not sure what faith is anymore. And therefore, this morning, for the first couple of minutes, as you tune to Radio Pulpit on the 14th of August, three minutes after six, first allow me to greet you and say, good morning, my brother. Good morning, my sister. Abosheni, Molweni. Dumelang, Sanbunani, trust to find you well. For this is the day, right here, right now, that the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm not just saying it to sound Christianese or sound nice on radio, but yesterday is gone. We call it yesterday. Tomorrow, the Bible says we have no stake in it because we do not know whether we're going to uh, be alive tomorrow. Right here, right now, is called the present. But from a different perspective and a different angle, let's unwrap it slowly and enjoy the gifts of God's mercy. A beautiful day here in Gauteng. The weatherman says we can even expect 28 degrees today. God says the sun shine over the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so that is God's mercy. And I trust as you listen to this radio station, I have no idea where God is taking the signal of this radio station. But I do know that God is still in the miracle working business. That this unseen God that we follow, that we believe in, that we have faith in, is still able 
to take this signal into alleys and highways and byways and over hills and who knows where God is taking this signal this morning. And so if you've discovered this radio station this morning, I want to say, first and foremost, it is not by accident. It is God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, leading you to listen to this radio broadcast, and I want to thank you for that. My name is not important, but what I'm going to share with you is important. And I want to talk to you about the difference between faith and believe. Just think on those words. We once live in so the psalm eleven. We even pace the microwave oven because it operates too slowly. And we hardly ever stop to ponder and think upon these words. Faith versus belief. Now I know if you're a Christian and been a Christian for a long time, you've probably seen Hebrews 11 and verse 1. What does faith mean according to the Bible? Well, the closest that the Bible comes to offering an exact definition, Hebrews 11 and verse 1, faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. Shall I read it to you again? Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. How do we get faith according to the Bible? There's this one story of the father who cried out to, to the Lord Jesus Christ because of his son. Remember the son that was foaming around the mouth, falling into the fire, getting these fits. And he cried out, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Help me. Give me some more faith, Lord. How do we get faith according to the Bible? Well, Romans 10 and verse 17 says, my friend, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. The word, that's ultimately from God. It's not Radio Pulpit's opinion. It's not Valen's opinion. It's ultimately from God, inspired. It means breathed out by God through the work of the Holy Spirit. And so on the one hand, if we talk about the difference between faith and belief, somebody would say, well, what is the difference? There's no difference. And sometimes the term faith or belief, it's, it's used interchangeably. The Gospel of John, I want to take you to the Gospel of John, was written it, so that, quote, unquote, you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah. You hear the word? Believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. I'm quoting to you God's word. I'm quoting to you God-breathed scripture given by the Holy Spirit, written down 
yeah, by men, but it is God breathed. John 20 and verse 31. It says, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. You see, the Gospel of John does not even use the word faith. You might agree with me, the concept of faith is, is woven through the Gospel of John. And throughout scriptures, there is no distinction between faith and and believe. On the other hand, we're speaking English, aren't we? And you understand me, and maybe your mother tongue is Tosa, Sasutu, Pedi, any other language, Afrikaans, whatever. But in the popular English usage, the word faith often has a deeper meaning, isn't it? Belief, I'm talking about two faces of the same coin. Faith and belief. Belief often refers to a, let's call it intellectual acceptance of the facts. If I'm to ask the average person on the street if he believes, let's say in Alexander the Great, he would probably interpret the question to mean, do you believe that such a person existed? And most people, no doubt, would answer in the affirmative. Don't you agree? Uh, However, faith in the modern usage has the added idea of trust and commitment. Does it make sense to you? Many people believe Alexander the Great existed when he was alive. Many had faith in him as well, trusting him to protect them, lead them into battle and expand the Greek empire. Would it be safe to assume that no one alive today is trusting him to do anything for them? They believe in his existence, but they do not have faith in him anymore. And so most people believe it's important. It's important to eat healthy foods and exercise regularly. However, most people do not personally eat healthy food. And exercise regularly. Am I right? They believe that a certain set of facts is true. But they've not committed themselves to the implications of that fact. They have belief, but not faith in the modern sense. I hope it makes sense to you what I'm talking about. The difference between faith and belief. Many people today believe a certain set of facts about God. And in some cases, the the facts may be completely orthodox. However, they have never committed themselves to God. I've met a lot of people like that who believe that God exists, but they've never committed themselves to him. If you have not trusted him, you do not have faith. A biblical belief in him. You see, biblical faith, biblical belief is never simply given 
assent to a certain set of facts. Biblical faith is trust and commitment that result in a change of behavior. James 2 and verse 9. You know what James 2 and verse... My apologies, did I say 9? It's 19. James 2 and verse 19. It puts it this way. You believe that there is one God? That's good. Even the demons believe. And then the Bible says, and shudder. The demons believe that God exists. They even may know more about God than we as people do. But they do not have faith in God. You know what's sad? Unfortunately, many people have this same kind of belief that demons have. But it's not sufficient. It's not suffice for our salvation. I want to illustrate it to you in another way. Can I, does time permit? 13 after 6 on this Monday morning, 14th of August. Three people that boards a commercial airliner. You like flying? Well, listen to this. Three people that boards a commercial airliner to travel to a distant city. And so the first guy is an engineer who designs and builds aeroplanes. He's also a pilot. He knows how planes work. He knows everything, how they work and how to put them together. Furthermore, he's a personal friend of the pilot who will be flying that afternoon. He knows him to be very competent. And so he boards the plane with full confidence. Makes sense thus far, huh? And so the second person is just the average business traveler, Joseph, you and I. He knows a little bit about aeroplanes, but just doesn't think about it too much. And so he takes his seat and started reading Let's call it a magazine. The third guy is deathly afraid of flying. Does that sound like you? And he breaks out in a cold sweat. It takes all that he can not to turn around and flee down the gangway. And so with much fear and trembling, he gets on the plane, sit down and hope and pray that he can fall asleep and not wake up until they land again. The question is, who has the more faith in the plane? The answer is that they all have the same amount of faith. All of them have boarded the plane and committed their safety to the plane and the crew. And they will only arrive at their destination if the plane arrives. And if the plane goes down, well, they go down too. All the people who got on the plane were committing themselves to the plane. They believed or had faith in that plane. Those who stayed at the airport, even if they had complete confidence that the plane would arrive as scheduled, did not exercise faith in that plane. Does it make sense what I'm trying to share with you? They did not commit themselves to it. My brother... My sister, faith and belief, we use it interchangeably. But if we look at the New Testament, the New Testament 
does recognize that people can have false faith, an incomplete belief, which is inadequate. And I want to say this to you. The difference is not between the two words, but between the concepts of mental agreement and wholehearted commitment. In this modern day and age that we live in nowadays, belief often refers to a a mental agreement. And faith refers to a wholehearted commitment. Where do you fit in this morning? Is it a mental agreement with you? I know of other faiths that agree that Jesus lived. They called him simply a prophet. They believed he lived. It's a mental agreement. But are you wholeheartedly committed this morning? Do you have faith on the Lord Jesus Christ? As long as there's a distinction that is maintained, it doesn't matter which word I used. What do you believe? Do you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ this morning? Eketon my Bible, and here I have it. You can hear it. I'm, I'm tapping on my Bible right now. It's the Afrikaans version, the 3353 version I have here. And in my Bible, if, if I page, and I'm paging there right now, to Romans, Romans, the book of Romans 10. And in the reading plan currently, we're in Romans 4. But I want to take you to Romans 10. Romans 10, and I wrote in my Bible, ek het het groot boon geskrywe, die sleetel tot die ewige lewe. The key to eternal life. The key that unlocks the door to eternal life. Because as a young boy, I was taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. I believed that He lived. But I never placed my faith and my trust in Him. En betek hier by C.S. Vierkampe, dan het ek my hart vir die Heere gegeen, dit is so vir drie dagen gehou, but it was more like a flu shot, you know. And on that faithful night, and I've so often shared it on this radio station, the 23rd of July, 1989, my physical birthday and my spiritual birthday, 10 to 11 that night, Belief became faith as well. And as I stood there and tears flowing down my cheek, I, I said to the Lord, it's been in front of me all these years, 26 years of my life. It's been in front of me. How could I have not seen it? Faith, faith, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that will graag for you, Lies. Wat Romeine 10 in vers 9 sê. Well, let's start at verse 8. And I trust as I read it in Afrikaans. I have faith that as I read it in Afrikaans, the Holy Spirit will translate it to you in your mother tongue. 
so that you, because God is the giver of languages, and he will explain to you crystal clear what I'm reading to you now. I have faith and I believe that what I'm saying to you is true. So ek wil vir jou in Afrikaans lees, die sleetel to die ewige lewe, Romeine 10 en vers 8. Maar wat sê dit? Na by jou is die woord. In jou mond en in jou hart. Dit is die woord van geloof wat ons verkondig. Listen to what the word of God says. Verse 9. As jy met jou mond die Heere Jezus belei en met jou hart gloe, gloe met jou hart with your every fiber in you, dat God om uit die dood opgewek het, sal jy gered word. Want met die hart glo ons tot gerechtigheid en met die mond belei ons tot redding. Vers 11, want die skrif sê, elke een wat in hom glo, sal nie beskaam word nie. Daar is geen onderscheid tussen Jood en Griek nie. Die selfde Heere is toch die Heere van Amal, is rijk oor Amal wat hom anroep. Vers 13, want elke een wat die naam van die Heere anroep, sal gered word. En dan, vers 14, hoe kan hulle om anroep en wie hulle nie gegloot nie? En hoe kan hulle in om gloe van wie hulle nie gehoor het nie? En hoe kan hulle hoor sonder een wat preek? En hoe kan hulle as preek, as hulle preek? En as hulle nie gestuur word nie? Soos geskrywe is, hoe lieflik is die voete van die wat die evangelie van vrede verkondig, van die wat die evangelie van die goeie verkondig. Die geloof, vers 17, is dis uit die gehoor, en die gehoor, dier die woord van God. And there we ended right where we started this morning. Remember when we started, I shared with you, how do we get faith? Romans 10, 17, the word of God. I have shared it with you. The question is, do you believe as the demons do as well? Or can you really and truly say, I have faith. I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe John 6 and verse 30, uh, Matthew 6 and verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things. Do you have a passion for the kingdom of God to come? And so, Lord Jesus, we stand before your throne of grace. And Lord, you know who's listening this morning. You know the parched and dried souls who are crying out, Lord, have mercy on me. A sinner, Lord, save me. Lord, heal me, restore me, raise me up, my King. I believe, Lord. I have faith, Lord. Not just believing, but putting my faith and my trust in you. As Romans 10 says, from 9 to 17 I believe your word is true. I believe Jesus is the Messiah.
I believe he died for me. I believe he rose on the third day. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in Jesus, the Son of God and God himself. I believe in the Father. And so, Lord, I come and I ask you, renew me. Restore me, revive me this morning. Yet it is sure by a stick and tight in South Africa. South Africa is broken, Lord. Broken. It's almost just ruins left. And elke man doen wat so sy hand goed vind om te doen. Restore our faith, Lord. Restore our belief in you. So that we can stand up and be counted and say, I know my Redeemer live. I know Jesus has renewed me. I am not the same. The old Vainant is gone and dead. It's a new Vainant now. It's a new me now. Come and taste and see that it's good to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, tabernacle with us. Fill us this morning. Heal us. Restore us. In Jesus' name I pray. And we say that with faith from our DNA. Amen and amen. I have a beautiful song on the turntable for you, the news, boys. A song we believe. 26 after 6. Good morning to you, my brother, my sister. Of desperation 